So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. What's up, everybody? Uh, we have Rock. Our co-host is back. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. It's been a while since we had you. We've been so crazy busy this fall, and busy's good, though. Yeah. No, it's been awesome. I think uh, 2021 will be good, and... Um... I think we're just we're just getting started with a, a bunch of projects now. Yeah, yeah, we've got, you know, it, it's there's so much in the hopper, and it's funny because like this year has been a pretty transitional year um, for me and a lot of things that we've been doing with Cedar Creek, right, and a lot of stuff, and even for you and how you're running your businesses yeah. and everything, it, it's been a a big transitional year, and. Um, when we're talking today and the subject has a lot to do with those. And I think it gets down though to the core of why we do a lot of what we do. Yeah. And why we're, it's not bigger picture, but it's the right path to walk down. And we were talking about this obviously before the, the podcast here. And this is why we were like, we really need to talk about this and have this conversation um, because I think people get it confused and I think you and I, um, we intimately understand because we share the personality right type. So yeah. basically, we're talking about the difference between a hustler and a businessman or a capitalist, right? Yeah. You're talking about the difference of somebody that builds something that's huge and long lasting and, and the other guy that it's not that he doesn't make money. And and when we say hustler, we don't, it's not that that's a bad, like a negative connotation, but, um, yeah, it it centers more a hustler because it, because it carries that like uh, drugs or whatever, Yeah, yeah. but a hustler in the way we're thinking about it is, more so somebody who is is working really hard in a system that doesn't scale well, that doesn't really lead to a growing business. Like you might be making progress in your you're doing circle. a lot, you're making money. Yeah, but you're not actually going anywhere. Yeah. You listen to AJ over the over his podcasts, and he went from owning self-storage to building out Cedar Creek to raising money. And that's just in a year on one business. And I've watched it over six years of you guys, you guys were investing in storage as a hustler would when you were running your other business. Mm -hmm. And then you made the decision to come and say, we're going to run a business on self on self storage. And the entire thing changed and you changed how you looked at it, how you ran it, everything like that. And it, it goes the same for me. I went from doing the same thing to operating it like a business. And now it's like, whoa, this thing's really growing. But, and it's not, it, it's the only, it, it's that change. It's yes. the difference between running things as a hustler and running things as a businessman. And I just pointed out to AJ when we were talking about uh, what, what are we going to, how, how do we delve deep into this? And I've been seeing it more and more and more in people around me. And I've just been reading about people and it's like, man, you're not, you're not thinking about it right. There's yeah. just this little change that you could make that, that would change everything. Yeah. And that's, I think, the problem is that it's, you don't even know. And, and trust me, I, I was a sales guy. Like, there are no bigger hustlers than us sales guys. You eat what you kill. 
and you got to get out there and you got to make make the money and you're you just you you're hitting the pavement right but once the sell is done you got to do it again right that's that's a hustler that's like kind of the epitome of it um it's being on that treadmill uh like hustlers can be very uh successful monetarily right um but it's not a system and they're always in the business not working on the business and the business can't survive without them um and or they may be paid to be a hustler right like i had a job as a sales guy right and you see hustlers generally get paid uh in organizations more because they're on the forefront of the revenue collection they are the revenue producers right and and you look in the economy and you see the economy is built up as a lot of people look at it and say listen you have producers right and then you have non-producers, and producers tend to get paid more. But once you you have producers that produce transactionally, and then you have producers that build systems to produce. And really, this is the difference. Yeah, yeah. I think you said it there when you said you work in you work on the business, not in the business. That's the first telltale sign of who is a hustler and who is a, a business owner. And um, one one of my favorite quotes, and I've been thinking about it all the time lately. And I think I've said it on this podcast before. It's John D. Rockefeller. He says, a man who works all day has no time to make money. Yes. And when you really think about that, wealthiest man who ever lived, you know, more or less. Um, when you're working, what he means by work is hustling. Yes. When you are working in something, you have no time to think and work on progress and scale. And, you know... If you listened back uh, a lot, a few months back on this podcast, it was just me and I'm panicking, you know, at the start of Corona. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was. Right. Right. It, and, and two, that was scary. Well, we the didn't world know stopped. the world stopped. And two, everything that everyone was perceiving was dead bodies all over China. Right. Like and, it was super scary. And, and, but since that time, because just before then, you were like, hey, AJ called me and he was like, hey, don't get stuck working in the business. You need to hire people. Don't be doing these things. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd i known that from watching you guys operate, being like, oh, this is really how you do this. Because I know a lot of business owners, but nobody's running things like this, like what you guys are doing here. And um, now, like, I have 10 employees. We've exploded, you know, 5, five yep. 10x. In, in a year, in nine months. And um, a lot of it, I, I had a hard time gauging if it's fake growth from stimulus, if it's for, fake demand from um, outs, like from these factors, or if it's actual progress. And I think it's a mixture, but actual progress is the majority because what I started to do was strategically higher um, to what I was working in my business on. And I pieced these pieces together and we really started to gain traction. Um, and I, I would say that a lot of people in my position a year ago were, I was a hustler, you know, I was trying to make it work. And to a certain extent, you need to be a hustler to get yeah. your idea yeah. off the ground. Mm -hmm. you got to um, be willing to do what it takes. Right. But, but then I think what happens is you get stuck in this loop and the loop is basically, I'm making more than enough money to worry and I'm also making more than enough money 
to think about where I need to go beyond this point. You know, you kind of yeah. get stuck in this loop of actions. Yes. And comfort, complacency kind of sets in. And you actually never implement levels of infrastructure. And also the levels of infrastructure that like we're building now in my business is extremely expensive. Like, like yeah. extremely, extremely expensive between people, software, um, location, inventory. It's massive. And so you have to make that jump. You have to decide, am I going to run this loop and be a hustler? Is this, is this my lifestyle choice? Or am I going to actually double down and scale? And I think that's a decision that, I mean, every person has to make that for themselves. But that's the difference. You know, a business owner is reinvesting and the hustler is taking that money out and, and living off of it, which is, which is fine either way. Yeah. But understand where you're at. Yeah. So funny, you know, Tessa, my wife, she's always like, so, you know, are we ever going to get take money out of the businesses someday. And it's not like, I don't want to make it seem like we're not making money. Uh, but that, but in comparison to what the businesses are doing and for me, taking away or taking that money out of the business and not putting it into infrastructure, that's robbing future AJ. Well, dude, you screwed me. You screwed <laughs> me because AJ pounded this into me from the time I was 19 to like now. And I, I remember thinking when I was 19, if I made the money I made today, I would be driving the nicest cars, living in the nicest houses. And I literally just bought a $200,000 house because I refused to spend more. And I can't spend my money, dude. I will only spend it on investments or businesses. Yeah. And so don't listen to AJ too much. But, <laughs> but it's, it's like when you start to think that way, and you always said this, it's like if you understood the value of a dollar and what you can really do with it. And I think I've, I've come to that point. You have to, you have to grow to it. You, yeah. You have to grow to it. You have a, to see it a, for some people. A dollar is just a dollar. Yeah. And so you spend it. Yeah. But if you can understand how to make the dollar $50, you don't spend the $50 on dumb stuff, like the dollar yeah. on dumb stuff anymore. It's so expensive. Right. And, and you like, it's totally skewed everything. And I think if you're listening, you should be thinking, well, how do I do this? And, and the reality is, you should only save money for an investment or a business. And that doesn't mean you might lose the investment or the business, but you should only be saving money for those things. Yes. And you should have a baseline living expense that that's where the rest of that money goes. Like, so you're living and then the rest goes to savings and investments. And as your income comes, like, so this is called, uh, you know, a, a lifestyle creep, Yeah. right? You have to try to avoid lifestyle creep. 100%. It's so hard to, which is funny because I'm building my new house and everything right now. And that was actually really hard for me to do. So, Well, you called me and I told you to buy the lot because he calls me and tells me how much the lot is. I'm like, dude, like you're – and it, it was an expensive lot. Yeah. But, but I was like, one, you have to think about like where your family's at yeah. now. Yeah. But two, it's like – it's not like you've brain, you've kind of brainwashed yourself to save yes. and get to that point, yes. which is why you're at the point. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, let's, let's do this yeah. one thing for the family. And I think, you know, when we were talking about it, the perfect way to look at it was if I do this, will this change right. my course or will this change how fast I'm going? And through that discussion, the answer was no. It would have no effect on my growth. It would have no effect on where we were going or anything else like that. And that that is different now than that ever was before. Well, and a good point to this is when you're not making a lot of money. Like I remember a few years ago, like the the more 
I guess it's it's not as relative. So when you make more money, the big decisions, it doesn't impact as much, right? The the big money decisions. But when you're not making a lot of money and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall and buy $300 worth of clothes. Well, $300, if you're making four grand a month, that's a gigantic chunk of your money. Mm -hmm. That's why I never bought clothes for like ever. Yeah. Um, and I still, yeah, you're still wearing the same. Yeah. yeah I, I have my, high school clothes I just, I just showed him right now. My pants are literally ripped. Yeah. I, I don't buy new ones. <laughs> well, and you, you embed those habits though. Because it's embedded. And, yeah. and, but then what happens is your income starts to increase and you still maintain those habits. But I think it is easy to let the lifestyle creep up a little bit. I do yeah. eat out probably yeah. every day now. Mm-hmm. And, and I have those little things, but I also budget it out. You know, you need to, you need to look at your numbers. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of getting off topic again, off the yeah, hustler yeah. and businessman. But, but I but think it, it, it's plays this, in. it does because the the difference is is this control and the attitude of how you approach investing and how you approach business, mm. right? So the hustler is about making the money, right? Where the businessman and the capitalist is about growing and about building something and using that money as a tool. And I think that is the resounding difference. And it the ability really that getting away from short term gratification is probably one of the largest indicators of a hustler that can transform into a capitalist that they can stop short-term gratifications and they can say no instead of taking this great month that i have and i have an extra five thousand dollars i'm going to use that to put into my website i'm going to use that to buy an uh, or start like you would do whenever you had extra cash, what you would do is you'd pump it into R&D, you would start buying other products, and then you would start using that money to test other products. Yep. Then that product would start making money. You'd take both of those and you'd put it in to make another product. Yep. So you had one product that was making you a lot of money. You could be having six figures off of one product and living a lifestyle that kids your age would have dreamed, uh, would have begged for. A lot of them did. A lot of them did. I, I know. Yeah, and they're gone. They're gone now. They're gone. Yep. And instead, you said, nope, I'm going to put it into another product. I'm going to build. A, and what you ended up doing was building a business. But if you can't get rid of lots of people, they say, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur so I can be my own boss. The moment they make the money, they're like, oh, I'm my own boss now and I can live off of it. Well, and they stop. Exactly. And I think we like the strategy that you guys did and that I'm doing is you create a high cash flow business and you invest into secure real estate. And the key is to get the secure real estate to cash flow high enough to buy more of itself. And I'm at that home that we're at that I'm at that tipping yes. point. It took it took forever, and I got lucky based on the appreciation of our market. But um, once you hit that point, well, now you have two things. You didn't rob Peter to pay Paul. Your your business yep. is still booming, but now you have this real estate that's secure. You don't have to worry about the cash flow disappearing, and it's compounding at a rate that's unreal. And it's it, you never never now you can live off the real estate right if you yep. wanted to because it can grow itself. But you still have the high cash flow business, which is like rocket fuel. And I wanted to say a thing to your point there. You were saying how I built the products out. Yeah. I built the products out for years. And it's because I started with literally like five grand. I sent the money down a black hole with one product and turned it over and over and over. I worked for you for five years. That's how I paid my bills. Yep. And I just worked all night and did it for five years straight. And which I didn't pay him a lot. Just that needs to be very much understood. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I was just. Yeah. I was learning. Yeah. Uh, it was worth it to me. Yeah. Um, but well, now look s- at us. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And you saved that money even though, too, that so your oh, I income saved, that I you saved half my income, months. you paid yes. me. And I was buying real estate hmm? 
with the income you paid me. So I was living on nothing because yeah. I was house hacking. And we're talking a few thousand dollars. Like, right. This is it. It's not. No. I, I want people to understand that too yeah. now because, yeah, yes. that's a good point. So it's important to have context to what you were uh, you, you're doing, building out your business, investing in real estate. And most people say, oh, you have a high paying job. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Rock, I, I hired Rock from a call center and I didn't really pay him hardly anything more. Yeah. So when it was, I quit the call center making part time income, I was making 600 yes. bucks a week. When I started working yeah. for you or every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was part time and yep. I quit without talking to you guys. Yeah. And I remember Ron, Ron's face in your face. You're like, you quit. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm in, I'm here now. <laughs> like, well, we're hiring him. <laughs> but, but I knew because it was worth it to work here and I could house hack. So I literally had no expenses cause I didn't eat out back then. Yeah. Um, but what I did, and now you say this, I, on a spreadsheet, well, if I make, Let's just say I make 48 grand a year I, and I save half. That's 24. Well, I can buy a duplex at three and a half percent down. I did that. It took me two years, bought the duplex. And then the businesses keep in reinvesting, investing, investing. And, but what really poured rocket fuel on it was when I left and I hired people because you need product to sell, but you need people to fill in the time because you yes. need to free your time up. And that's when, it, as soon as I started hiring people, so well, first you were doing products, you're expanding it through products. Yes. Then there was that transformation because- Products or properties, right? Products and properties. You yep. were investing, growing the business, and there was the transformation that you needed to start working on the business, not just in the business. Exactly. Well, and here's what the craziest example, okay? I, I remember I, was, I had my guy pack all day. Jess, he's one of my great friends now. I used to get super annoyed from him. He was my sister's friend, but um, <laughs> he's the kid who's been working on all my properties. And I, I hired him. He packed all my packages and I was like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. I'll go. I'll drive this over to the post office because that was before they would come pick us up, pick it up, I'm driving over there and I'm turning off of second. And I look to my right and I see this real estate sign. It says for sale. And I'm looking at this house with a lot. It's the one in Meridian. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that, I didn't see that yesterday and I haven't seen it in forever because I stopped dropping my packages off. Yeah. Right. Go drop my packages off, call the realtor, and I offered, and short story, long story short, ended up buying it in like three days. But I only was able to buy it because I had the time. Because I just dropped it off as convenience to him. I spent the rest of the day working on that deal. I had freed up my time from the business. Just, just in just shipping and customer service. I think if you're running a business and you're doing the customer service and the shipping, that's the easiest place to start with this. Yes. Um, or... Or for an example, if you're doing properties, hire a property manager yes. and a bookkeeper. So yep. you don't have to be wasting your time on minuscule tasks. Mm -hmm. um, and these people can be found online. You can find a VA. It's not, this is not complex. Just no. really line it out and train the person right so they understand yes. what they're doing. But, but that's just a small example of a million actions taken to like really pull well, myself and, up. And you can look at how this scales and how the the this action really, first of all, this idea that capital isn't just used to expand, it's used to build. So you talk about hiring, buying software, right? Building out the stuff. I mean, we've spent a million dollars in our industry on software and infrastructure so we can run a better business. That was, that's a big play. Now we do call it an investment, right? But I don't expect to make money from it. And this is to secure our future. And when I say secure our future, I mean compete with REITs. So I'm thinking like 
huge. Like we're on this path. What do we need to do to get there? So in order to become there, we've got to invest in all this massive infrastructure. Well, that's how we started though. When we bought our first property and we're learning everything, we have our person hired, right? I'm doing stuff. We brought our second one. Then we brought in um, someone to help us with the calls, right? To help sure we're making collections done. We hired the local people to go look at it. Then we bought a third one, right? And now Sam, who was our first hire, then we have an, an assistant for him to take those smaller tasks off him. Then from there, after I think it was our fourth property, I said, we need to synchronize everything within the properties. So we're not repeating everything. So it's all standardized. So then I hired CJ and I said, hey, I need you to come in here and help me create processes and systems. So then we get in, then we, then we bought from there, we bought a few more. We sold off a bunch and then we hired Heather. We hired, man, this is going back. It's yeah, crazy. I know. And because like all two these other people, people don't work here except yeah, for Sam. Exactly. And then from there we started Hillary. massively scaling. Then yep. we got Hillary in you and then, yep. And then it just started going boom, boom, boom. And we had trainers and Sarah and yeah. Jennifer and, you know, and then we kind of built out this team and th those people are here today, but. Did the clarity of the next hire come from the, the first, that hire? Like, so did each hire add a little bit of clarity to the next yeah, hire? Yeah, it does. And I had, a, I have a little chart that I can build out here. Hold on just a sec. Let me. So I'm going to try to explain this to you and I can make this in maybe a YouTube video, but I did this with my Cedar Creek team because we're hiring. So what we do is I identify um, your tasks. And two, you need to do this in your own life, not even just hiring, not even investing, right? Like literally you should identify what you do every day. So um, there's the, the, the tasks that you have like should be involved in impact, right? Or importance. And if you have a, what is this? A Y X? L axis. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, yep. yeah. So what going up is your impact and then going horizontally, right? This should be time. Now you have a grid on this L in the closest corner, right? To zero on that chart. And I'll take a picture of this and put it online so you guys can see it too. But that would be the lowest impact and the lowest amount of time. So if you take out and you make four squares in the middle of this, your square that is closest to zero, these are all the activities that are of basically no importance, but they have to be done. It's not that they can't be done, right? And then they have no time. These are things that I have to automate or I get admin people to do, yeah. right? And these are great ones to hire out like on Upwork. Now you have other tasks that are not important, but they take a lot of time to do. These are generally full-time staffed admin people that are constantly doing work for you or software. in your organization or software that can run continually. Now, as you go up the scale, you have uh, – now, if you go up, then you have the top left corner of your four squares. This is of high importance and short amount of time. This is generally our upper-level people. These are really high – Important, uh, important things, but they're moving a lot. They're communicating with employees. We're hiring, we're firing. Like this, these are important tasks. But then if you go to the top far right corner of your four squares, you have 
impact and time. So these are really important things that take a lot of time. So that is the top, very top corner. That's where I work because it needs to be of the utmost importance to grow top the right company. Corner. Top right corner. The utmost uh, importance of the company and its time frame is really long because it's long-term impacts. Like strategy. And you're the only one that can make these decisions. When I'm hiring, I square off tasks. So we sat down with my team on Monday and I broke down all the tasks that we have that are needed to do for positions we're hiring. We identified the importance and then you looked at the roles of people in there. What are they doing? Because you got to do that with the people that you hire too. And we break down the amount of time and the importance they are to the organization. And then you fit a role to do that in based upon these four quadrants, right? So we strategically look at what we're doing and how those activities need to get done and the importance of them, right? And as we're doing that, you can start to line item and you can see functions within your day in your business. So let me give you an example if you audited your day personally, right? And I, I like to say you either, like I, I either need to, uh, you know, get rid of it, or I need to hire it out, automate it. So I automate, hire, or get rid of, right, activities. And if you're looking at your day, like Rock or me or anybody else, you start off the day and you say, I've got all this list to do. And I, I audit my days. And what I do every time I audit it, I don't know how, it's like creep, but it creeps up all this stuff that are in this bottom left corner. Yep. I was they just taking it. They take little time to do but they have basically no importance, yeah. right? You have to do them. But my day always fills up. Everybody's does. It fills up in that bottom left corner. That takes you away. That's the polar opposite end of the chart from the most important things that take longest time. And I see individuals in their own lives and leaders that top left or that top right corner. ecosystem yep. corner where they're supposed to live gets drugged down to the bottom left. Yeah. And they get just absolutely bombarded and they never leave it. Then your company stagnates and stalls. Then you're just a hustler running, getting stuff done. Way to circle it back. No, I think that's exactly because I wasn't even thinking today, you know, I could run it through my day, but most of the day, because we're trying to catch up on Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and we're just packing, packing, packing everybody. We packed 500 plus orders and we're just trying to pack, get ahead, cover emails. These are tasks that we didn't really forecast people for. We thought we could cover it, but it was just more. And it's just like su such an easy decision. And my, for me, it's emails, like yes, having somebody clear my emails and yeah. just send me what's important. I need to get somebody on that, but like emails and packing, it's like, why am I doing that when we could be finding another deal or we could be developing other things? And you know what the hard part about this is when you go to impact and time, think about hiring an individual because a lot of people say, oh, you just hire somebody. Right. Like if you're not in business and you're not in investments, you just think, oh, I just hire people. Hiring takes so much time. It is so much easier just to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. It is until that person is good up to speed and on board. It takes 10 times as much time to walk them through what they need to do, yeah. quality and assurance where I could have just done it. Well, so this is a, a high importance because they're employees and it takes a lot of time. You need to be working on that. It's true. You need to find the people, train them, get them in place. And I think that's probably what's blown up my business is that I just ate it. You, yeah. you kind of have to accept that, okay, I'm going to pay this this person a salary. They're not going to be effective for three months. I'm going to have to train them on everything. It's going to take a ton, ton of my time, but it will pay off. And it's a massive risk. 
and you should obviously vet them well. Yeah. Um, but I think that is the biggest difference because like circling back again, product and service can get you only so far. You only have so many hours in a day to provide a service. Yeah. You can only develop so many products um, until you actually reach capacity on managing those products as well, right? Yeah. Um, and then it becomes people. And um, and this is like working smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, and even just just thinking, if you have a long-term goal, like a long-term vision of who you are or where you are, how do you get there? And yes. thinking not just what the goal is, but what the reality looks like. Everyone, and this is, dude, the most common, I don't know about you, but when you're talking to people, they're like, I know where I am and I know where I want to be, but I don't know how to get there. All this crap we're talking about that, I, I don't know, we probably lost, lost half the listeners because they're just like, this is so, Eddie. It, 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 this is just, this is the meat, right? This isn't great. This is, I'm not, we're not here cheerleading, right? We're not here just saying positivity will get you there. We're talking about breaking down tasks and systematizing it, hiring it, right? Do stuff that this is, this is the meat. When everybody, whenever I hear somebody say, I know where I'm at and I know where I want to go. I just don't know how to get there. The media, the first thing I think of is that's an entire world, right? That's the meat of it. Yeah. But two, the reality is also you don't, none of those people really want to talk about that. Mm. Well, it's easier to think about it and dream of being there yes. for sure. But, but like, and that's, I think, what most people do. I was doing it. I still dream about it. But yeah, then I too. just go and put the steps in, you know? Yeah. And, and like, let's just say if you wanted to build a $100 million company, well, you're going to need people. You can't just avoid hiring people because you want to save the salaries. That's yeah. what I was doing for a while there. Yeah. But then you end up realizing, I'm going to pay the taxes on the money anyway, so I may as well hire people. And, and I think that's kind of what forced it for me. It was like, well, I just need to hire people, embed them into the organization, and think bigger. To, th to try and get yeah. to this level. How much did you want that goal? Are you willing to sacrifice that money now to hire somebody to get to that goal? Well, I couldn't get to the goal if it, without I didn't the hire people. them. Exactly. So people, if you really want it, you're going to make those sacrifices to get there. Well, exactly. And who you are and where you are right now is won't exist when you get there. Yeah. It can't exist. Yeah. You need to change. Everything you will have change. To. Yes. Like the, like the hustler transformation. Exactly. And, and I think like from when you guys were buying little facilities and not even touching them yeah. to where you are today, we're sitting in this oh. awesome office. You guys have yeah. 15 plus facilities, millions of square feet and a ton of people managing it, like yeah. a ton. And um, where you guys are going, you couldn't even see where you're going today, no. uh, even three years ago. But like every step, right? You just start with one hire, get your customer service and your shipping taken care of. Get your property management taken care of. Well, now you're not managing your properties for 20 hours a week. What Fill the 20 hours with high-impact, high-time investments. Find other deals. Like for me, I got, honestly got bored, and that's how I found the, the Statesman deal. I was just on LoopNet looking for yeah. warehouse space, trying to find, you know, and then, boom, opportunity meets a prepared mind. Yeah. You, you, know? you cannot find opportunity if you are if you're if you're hustling. Down. You can't You're do thinking it. of it manual exactly. tasks. Exactly. And so it's not that you're not... It's not that you don't have opportunity. No. It's that you're not looking for it and you're not prepared to 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 accept it. And two, with along with those lines that you, you're talking about, this transformation piece. When you, you, I get a lot of people like, I'm not going to go hire somebody. Go on to Upwork and hire somebody. Let's say you want to find a property. 
Well, are you spending all your time doing research? Go hire somebody to do research. Pay them a few hundred dollars to do research, and then you just focus on closing. Then as you get more properties, you hire somebody else to close, and you figure out financing. You figure out investment partners. You figure out this. Then as you get bigger, you hire an investment relation person, and on and on and on. But it does start small. And those small things, though, have huge, returns. huge returns because a lot of those small things, they're the, the on the chart, they're the non-important things, but they take a lot of time. And they're just eroding away your time to get the opportunity and close it. Well, and Naval Ravikant, he talks about um, determine your hourly wage. Uh, yes. He says, he says, pick an aspirational hourly rate and don't do anything underneath it. So I think when he started, it was like $5,000 an hour. So if anything that he's doing is under a $5,000 an hour task, he doesn't do it. So if he has to return something and it's less than $5,000, he'll just throw it away. Or if he's, you know, that type of mentality, and I've been getting there more and more, it's hard to think that way because you're like, oh, geez, I don't want to lose $100. But that's not the mentality that you need to, that you can have for where you're going. If that's your goal. If your aspirational hourly rate is only 60 bucks. Well, then you could probably get there. Just think about how you get to, you know, but, yeah. but aspirational, make it unrealistic and that'll force you to think differently and create that, that means of getting those things in place so you can spend your time on high impact. And yeah, high... We, we've hired a person that manages a lot of our personal life. They do all our traveling, they do our booking, they do all of that kind of stuff. And I had somebody who was like, yeah, well, you, I mean it's not that big of a deal. You could just plan your own travel. And I'm like, I could. Um, but that would take me away mm-hmm. of trying to find airlines, trying to plan hotel, whatever we got to do. Right. And that would change the, the energy that I'm putting in where I don't, I don't have time to spend 30 minutes in a day doing that. I'm forfeiting something else. And I feel like the more you get up, it's not about what you won't do. It's about what you can do and what you should be and doing. what you should be doing. Yeah. And like, understanding that is very important to success. Yep. If you don't understand what you should be doing, then, you know, you can't get it done mm-hmm. and you can't hire somebody to do the tasks that you shouldn't be. And you should figure out what you should be doing based on what a business man would be doing for yes. what you're thinking. Yes. Right. Because it's very easy. Here's how the hustler does it. You figure out your, whatever your job is and you're not working on it and you're thinking short term about, you'll catch yourself just doing the same tasks every day. Yeah. Everyone's done it, yeah. you know? And if you're doing that, you just have a job and cause that's exactly what a job would have you do. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Jobs have a means to an end, yes. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And they can extend for long periods of time. But whatever your goal is, you need to backtrace that goal and work on the goal. Don't work just in it. Yeah. My dad used to tell me, you know, there's a difference between being busy and being productive. Make sure you're not being busy. Make sure you're being productive. And I find myself a lot thinking, I'm doing a lot right now. Am I busy or am I productive? Yeah. And that's a really important thing to look at. And by productivity, it needs to be that you are making steps forward. And when I think of steps forward, I think that I am doing things today that I won't have to do tomorrow. Mm. And uh, that is progress. I'm moving forward. I'm not going to be stuck here. 
and I'm okay with that. I, and two, this is not snobby, like don't get down in the dirt, things like that. No, when I start up businesses, I do everything myself when I start. Everything. Mm-hmm. I'm finding the properties, I'm doing this and stuff, and then I go through because I have to figure out needs and I have to figure out how to do things, but then I just immediately get rid of them once I figure out how you to do them or what I do. And I say, nope, you're doing them. We're done. We're moving on. I hire somebody and get it going because I need to make sure that next year I'm not doing these things. I'm doing even higher level things. Mm. So you need to plan your way up. It's just not about knowing like, oh, I want to be doing bigger deals. Well, then what do you need to take care of to get there? You have to plan your strategy to move forward. And you have to look and say, I'm not going to do these things anymore. Well, if you're not, then who or what is? Oh, all right. We beat this dog to death. Yeah. Like no, we that usually was, that do. That was good. But good stuff. We we obviously love talking about scale and business and all this kind of stuff. So we could talk about it forever. But guys, thanks as always. Hey, if this was awesome, if you said this is good information, we appreciate it. Give us a great review and leave us five stars. That's what you can do for us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.